comes out Suzuki, working in, right side, saved by Leonard, rebound, another stop Leonard, puck into the slot, Toffoli shoots, stopped by Robin Leonard, and the rebound goes wide. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Nolan Patrick comes in, drops it off, out and shoots, he scores! The former Ranger! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace, Millard, Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Home of the... So Darren Millard, he'll be joining us here in just a few minutes. Uh, It'll be Wallace and Chapman getting things started here on another busy news day for the Vegas Golden Knights. There's some rumors swirling around Vegas. There was an emphatic rebuttal of those rumors by general manager Kelly McCrimmon. So the, the, the hockey world and the news cycle continues to spin from Las Vegas and surrounds the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, we're all on the heels of the big news yesterday. Captain Mark Stone, placed on long-term injured reserve, uh, will be unavailable for the Vegas Golden Knights over the next 24 days or 10 games, whichever comes first. Will Mark Stone be available to return before the end of the season? Not sure. We don't know. That's kind of where things are at right now with Mark Stone. The timeline remains open-ended. Why? Well, because uh, there's there's still a lot of unknown uh, surrounding Mark Stone, surrounding his back injuries, or surrounding what is keeping him out of the lineup, and how best to go about a course of, of treatment to get Mark Stone back to the player that he was prior to the injury. So uh, we're dealing with a timeline that doesn't really exist right now. Best case scenario for the Golden Knights, you shut down Mark Stone for a month or however long it needs to be. He comes back, he's able to be the player that you need him to be. But, you know, again, that's kind of the timeline. However, that news yesterday came with uh, the the positive news, the, the big news that Jack Eichel will be making his Vegas Golden Knights debut tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche. So you've got a bittersweet day for the Golden Knights yesterday. And, and again, it's one of those situations where you lose your captain. That's not ideal. It's never going to be ideal. But if you're in a position where you have to lose your captain, where Mark Stone is out of the lineup because he is injured, uh, it is a great luxury for the Vegas Golden Knights to be able to replace that roster spot in essence with a top 10 player in the league in Jack Eichel. And you know, for a lot of people, and, and tomorrow's going to be the first opportunity to really have your eyes opened uh, to what Jack can do in terms of a game, how he can make things happen, how he can generate and, and draw offense out of nothing and really drive a line. Like, it's going to be your first opportunity to, to, to really hone in on Jack Eichel and his skill set. And I think what Darren and I have talked about over the last three months with, when it comes to Jack Eichel and what he's able to do, there's an ability to be on an edge. There's an ability to beat you with skill and facilitate. His shot is fantastic. He can be a power forward. There are all these different 
things that Jack brings to the table. And for me, it's all about layers. Like With Jack Eichel, it's all about dimensions and layers to his game and different things you can kind of pull out of him. He's like an onion in that regard, right? Like There are so many different things that Eichel can do that have the ability, have the potential to break a game wide open. And again, like we look at Mark Stone, we understand, we understand wholeheartedly how much and how important a player Mark Stone is for this team. Identity, he's that. Leadership, in spades. Production, it's always been there. But then, again, you get an opportunity here to break in a top 10 player in the league. So for the Golden Knights... It's a luxury. It's not a luxury that many other teams in the league have available to them. But as we've kind of been through this entire season, injuries have been something that plagued the Vegas Golden Knights all year long. And so the big news of yesterday, stoned LTIR, Jack Eichel activated, ready to make his debut tomorrow night, wasn't the only news that came out of yesterday. And it it was lost a little bit in the weeds, and and rightfully so, because when you talk about your captain, you talk about LTI, you talk about activating Jack Eichel, some of the other things around the periphery, they're not going to stick as much as they ordinarily would or should in that regard. However, today, it's it's interesting, right? Because, you know, you you have the news that Robin Leonard is not, not in practice yesterday. You get news from Kelly McCrimmon saying that Robin Leonard is out with an upper body injury. And then today, you hear from Pete DeBoer as he kind of addressed what's going on with, with Robin Leonard right now. Chris Chapman, let's play that. No, uh, my under- he's still undergoing testing and things like that, so um, I, I don't have anything more on that than that. Uh, no, not that I believe, no. No, definitely not. Absolutely. Like, now that I think about that, no. So the second so part of, of that yeah. was... It's basically two two clips in one, and the second part was Pete was asked if it's the same injury that that sidelined Leonard and he and required surgery, and it sounded like he he was pretty emphatic with the no there. Yeah, he he absolutely was emphatic with the no, and and a lot of that has to do with a report out from Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff that is suggesting that that Robin Leonard is dealing with. Uh, a shoulder injury that may require surgery. Uh, so right now, that's kind of, of what the leading report is. Now, Pete DeBoer shot down the idea that this is an injury that stems from uh, the offseason surgery that Robin Leonard had uh, earlier this year. Uh, I, again, I'm going to sit here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Pete at his word on this one. Like, I don't see any reason why, um, you know, why I wouldn't believe what Pete DeBoer is telling us in this moment right now. So Robin Leonard, there's questions about his health as it stands right now. Obviously uh, not going to be an option for the Golden Knights tomorrow. He did not practice today. He did not practice yesterday out with an upper body injury. The the severity of which um, is still being worked on. It is still being uh, under uh, evaluated and trying to figure out when Robin Leonard might be available. And it is looking like Certainly tomorrow is not an option. Beyond that, who really knows at this point? But part of Frank Saravelli's reporting uh, is that with kind of this this new wrinkle and understanding of, of what's going on with Robin Leonard and, and his injury, um, it, it's that the Golden Knights are, are looking at or gauging 
the goaltender market. Now, like Chris Chapman, when you first read the reports, like what was your initial reaction to that? Uh, not the name, because we're going to get into that in a minute, but just the idea that the Golden Knights are are dealing with maybe something that might be a little bit longer term for Robin Leonard and the idea that they are gauging the goalie market right now. Well, my, my initial thought is that if this turned out to be true, that they were gauging the goalie market and potentially looking for someone to bring in, that would mean that it's not a good situation for Robin Leonard, and, and that would mean he's probably done for the year because I just don't know how this team would find a way to, to, to bring in another goalie and keep keep the cap situation what it is, especially if Leonard wasn't done for the year. I don't, I don't know how it would be feasible. Um, obviously, there, there's a lot of speculation. Um, you know, we, we do know that Leonard had surgery last year on the shoulder. We do know that he's missed time. Remember the Islander game where, where he did not play and, and he missed time after that. So he's been having, like Mark Stone, you know, a lot of lingering issues. And I don't know if this is an opportunity for, for them to just get him some rest and hope it heals up or if there's something more to it. And, you know, Pete said he, when, when I hear he's still undergoing tests, my, my initial thought on that is that's not a good sign. No, it's it's not ideal. No, and and again, like I think the the difficult thing in 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 this right now is that the speculation is out there, the rumors are are, are kind of going around, and you know the idea, of course, is we got to know what the timeline is going to look like for Robin Leonard, and in much the same way, we were kind of speculating over the course of three or four days about Mark Stone and what you know when he didn't play in Calgary, what that kind of meant how we were trying to parse through the words of head coach Pete DeBoer after that game to, to assess how long Marks might be out of the lineup. Um, you know, all those things kind of swirl around and now it's the same situation over and over and over again, this time with Robin Leonard, where, you know, you're, you're trying to assess the, the commentary from general manager, Kelly McCrimmon yesterday. You're trying to assess the commentary from head coach Pete DeBoer today surrounding Robin Leonard and, and understanding what a potential timeline looks like. And the fact of the matter is like, there just isn't one right now. And, and we don't know when we're going to have one that we can actually operate under. So, you know, like I'm inclined to believe that if, if this is something that Robin Leonard is able to kind of play through, and, and I don't know if that that's the case, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, but, you know, if that's if he's able to play through it and play effectively, then the Golden Knights are not in the market for goaltending. And I think like that should be crystal clear. And I hope that I make this as clear as I possibly can. There, I don't think that there are any concerns within the organization whatsoever about goaltending. Do you want your goaltending to get better over the course of the season? Absolutely. Do you want the team save percentage to to skyrocket from 901 where it's at this year? Absolutely you do. 100% you want that number to creep up steadily as you get closer and closer to the playoffs. However, I don't think that there's any concern about this tandem in, in Robin Leonard and Loren Brassois moving forward. The question becomes health. The question becomes what time frame are you working with? What are you, what are you realistically going to be able to do with your number one and number two in this situation? And what you know, you, you got to make the playoffs. You got to make a strong push if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. So um, I I get the idea of gauging it if, if you're preparing for something that might be a little bit longer term. Um, 
but until we know for sure, like this is all conjecture. It's all speculation. And I think the the the, the point that I'm trying to make is is pump your brakes on you know, these ideas that, that it's an automatic, like you, you see a tweet, you see a, a, a speculative article from, from one outlet, pump your brakes on, on that being the, the, the be all end all of what the situation is until we have clear confirmation that Robin Leonard is going to miss some time. Let's just take a step back, relax and breathe here. Yeah. Ryan, the one thing I, I would add to that is I don't think we're really going to know if it's a severe injury until the day came where they actually did make a move, then then maybe we would hear something because it, it, it this this team and they're very good at it. They they operate under a cloak of, of secrecy and it's it's really good. You know, like like most 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 NHL teams operate under a cloak. Yeah, but Chapman, I mean on. these these guys are really really good at it. And so, um, you know, the, the the thing is they 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 went out and they paid a they paid a big price to go get Jack Eichel and you know the goal is to win the Stanley Cup and and I do think that if if and that's a big if there was a situation where they needed to go out and get a goalie they would do it because this team has shown over the course of the 5 years they've been around they're willing to make the big move. They don't care what you and I say. They don't care what people in Toronto say. They're in it to win. And if if they feel that this is something that that they need to do, there's zero doubt in my mind that they will do it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and again, if you're looking at something term, if you're looking at something that you know is is going to linger past the end of the regular season, then for a team in the Golden Knights this year that is Stanley Cup or bust, a, a team that is expecting to go deep and looking to win a championship, then you're right. You absolutely have to fortify it. That's no disrespect to Loren Brossois, but you're not going to put all of those expectations on the shoulder of Loren Brossois. You're going to explore the goalie market. However, this was the part that I found most interesting about the Saravelli reporting is that the link was made between the Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, here's the thing I find incredibly interesting because oftentimes rumors and however outlandish they appear on, on the surface, however... Um, in improbable they seem on the surface you don't get immediate responses from general managers however dave shane friend of the show from the las vegas review journal tweeted out shortly after that first initial report from cerebelli came out uh, a quote from kelly mccrimmon on a potential mark andre Fleury re- reunion this is quote from there is absolutely no credence to that rumor at all. I wouldn't normally speak officially on such things, but there will be so much racket about this. It's important to not to let people know that's not going to happen. So, like, just in terms of uh, of the initial report from Frank Saravelli, the the link between the Golden Knights and Mark Andre Fleury, and then how swiftly and immediately there was an official response from Kelly McCrimmon. Like, I'm of the mind, it's just not going to happen. There are other avenues the Golden Knights can explore if goaltending is something they need to address because of injury um, that that do not include. Uh, reopening that can with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, th- there would be a lot of, I think, turmoil, maybe maybe the word to use. I, I, I know you're you're all for the chaos, but, I mean, I, I would never say never, but it seems very unlikely. I've sat here and listened to a great, great presentation from Ryan Wallace 
and that was that was awesome. Like, I don't show a lot of restraint when it comes to jumping in and 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 interrupting you, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that that I did because that was that was well framed uh, from the start until the very end. And just a a couple of points uh, to chime in on what you laid out for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, and I'll, I'll sort of go from back. Uh, from your most recent statements and uh, and and go to to where you open the show, uh, the idea that the uh, the the Golden Knights would revisit this is interesting because mm-hmm. you've already gone through the hard part of the the split right. and you've ripped off the band aid or you've separated you you've you've parted ways why would you go down that path again and when there's 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 other options okay so that's just i totally agree with you on 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 that front uh Mm -hmm. let's let's work our way back from there and and by the way one of the best uses of the word racket that i've ever heard uh (laughs) offered up by by kelly mccrimmon today and so that that also plays into this is the, the the Golden Knights management structure uh, operates very much in in inside their their own uh, environment. So for Kelly McCrimmon to come out and offer up a statement like that shows one uh, that there's no validity to that particular report uh, when it comes to to Mark Andre Fleury. The second part of it is it's a really smart play. Uh, on on the organization's part, because we know how beloved, and they know how beloved Mark Andre Fleury is in this community, and mm-hmm. you you deal with it every night on the post game show. If if Vegas loses, you'll get one call regarding goaltending. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's one of those great like, guarantees in our world that's not death and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's virtually a guarantee because I, I, I listen yeah. to you on the way home. Uh, so the, the organization knows that this could not just blow up today, but consume the week and then overtake the playoffs is the potential of Marc-Andre Fleury. And then when it, when it doesn't happen, why didn't they? Did they what could they have done? So by saying it's not going to happen in the minutes after the report, you're doing all you can to just make it a non-story. And it's still going to be a story because we're talking about it because yeah, it's part of the conversation. But they poured as much cold water on it as they could today to try and stop this from, from becoming uh, the dominant focus of the fan base. Okay, so that's another point. Let's get to the to the actual heart of the matter today, and that's the absence of of Robin Leonard. Pete DeBoer said there's further testing going on. He's missed two practices. Now I don't know what the injury is. I am 100 percent honest with you on this. I have no idea beyond what Pete has said. It's 
uh, attention-grabbing, and uh, it becomes a story because they haven't played for a few days. This isn't played two days ago, and uh, coming on off days, not there. They, they haven't played since last week. So uh, there's a level of concern in and uh, and a little bit of, uh, of, of uh, what's going on there on my side of it because they haven't played in a while. He's not out there yesterday, not out there today. There's testing. But we like, we don't know what's going on. So for it to go from missing two practices to exploring, acquiring Marc-Andre Fleury, I thought was a massive leap. I, I, yeah. I, that, that was a jumping over the Grand Canyon type thing. Like, where did we go from that? Missing two practices to reacquiring Marc-Andre Fleury. So I just I there's there's a level of concern on on my side because they haven't played in a while and then there's the confirmation of of further testing uh from Robin Leonard but as we sit here right now he's missed two practices until we know more I think we all owe it to ourselves to have a little bit of restraint in how we approach this and handle this and if it is more serious than just two practices, the organization will will make a, a, a corresponding move. But I thought I thought that was that was sensational today, how it went from A to Z. I mean, it, it was it was zero to sixty in in no time flat, really. And you know, I'm I'm with you there, Darren, and just the the idea that when I read the initial report, it, it kind of floored me for a moment because I I didn't see the natural progression of things. As as you mentioned, like it's been two practices for the Golden Knights, and and you're right, it everything the way the schedule is right now for Vegas, it almost exacerbates certain certain things because. You look at it, they haven't played in a week. It'll be a week between games. Uh, it's only two practices here that we are able to watch, that we're able to see, and we equate Robin Leonard, number one goalie, should be out for practice. And mm -hmm. you get the idea that he's dealing with something, battling through something. There's evaluations to be had. Um, it makes you nervous for sure, but in terms of overall time frame, it's not like Robin Leonard has missed eight or 10 practices. It's not like this this well-drawn-out situation, yet it feels that way because of all the amount of time between games. Yeah, and, and, and I understand why people would go there, but it just seemed really quick that people went there. A lot yeah. quicker than, than the story necessarily deserved. And uh, that that's the part that uh, that catches me off guard. Is Vegas needs a goalie? Of course, people are going to connect Mark Andre. He doesn't have a contract mm -hmm. uh, after this year, and we we know his relationship uh, with this community. But two practices and further testing uh, is, is what Peter uh, Pete DeBoer said today. Uh, that's that was that was unique and uh so really really smart play uh to not let it get out of control or control it as much as 
uh, as you can. And uh, like Frank Sarabelli is is a reporter that uh, that has his scoops and has his connections. I mean, he he had the uh, the report about. Mark Stone and LTIR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't doubt that that he has people uh, that are credible that tell him things. Doesn't mean you're right all the time. Doesn't right. sound like he was right on this one, but uh, there's there's a foundation there with uh, a, a reporter uh, of legitimacy coming out with this. But the the organization has squashed the Mark Andre Fleury connection. That that part is is true, and, and never mind the fact that from a salary cap perspective, like mm-hmm. Mark Andre's salary is more than than Robin's salary. Like, how do you? Yeah, th- those two don't just because uh, if, if something happened to, to Robin that he goes out, you can't just plop in Mark Andre's salary. And uh, and just Gary Lawless, I I got, I got a note uh, from from Gary uh, before the show, and he said that. You, you can trade a player and reacquire a player in the same year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they they trade Mark Andre to Chicago, they can reacquire him from Chicago. But you can't take on uh, Chicago can't retain any salary in that transaction because it's within a year. Yeah, so you, you there, there's that hurdle uh, as well that comes into it. So there's just a, a another little uh, caveat uh, to to the Mark Andre flurry, which uh, that caveat is boot because Kelly McCrimmon has, has come out and said it's not going to happen. And I believe you when, know, I, when I, Kelly McCrimmon comes out and says it's not going to happen, it's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the interesting thing about it is, like, there there are there are tons of rumors, right? Like, we, we see rumors about teams, and we see rumors about players every single day, this team linked with this player, and, and oftentimes – it all goes without any type of, of formal response or anything like that outside of uh, you know being directly asked in media availability. Like this to me is is the first time that I can remember um, there's a rumor and it is immediately and swiftly batted down by Kelly McCrimmon. And, and I thought that it was necessary as as you brought up, Darren. Like, goaltending this year is a hot-button issue. Even if it doesn't need to be, even if it shouldn't be a focus, even if it's it, it's going to be perfectly good for the Golden Knights as it's been this year to this point, and as I imagine it'll be the rest of the way. But because of what happened last year, because of the, the popularity of Marc-Andre Fleury, it's always going to be a hot-button issue here. And I think what Kelly McCrimmon was able to do with his statement was, this is not a story. It's not something that we're entertaining or going down. Let's just put the kibosh on it right now. And I thought that it was it was strongly worded and, and as swift a response as I've seen in this situation. Never mind the fact that you've got a pretty important situation happening tomorrow night. And there's that too. And you've got a pretty significant stretch drive coming up in the four weeks leading up to the National Hockey League trade deadline. You don't need this hanging over everything or taking away attention from Jack Eichel's debut or what this team's going to do uh, leading up to the March 21st trade deadline and people talking about it and analyzing it and uh, discussing the potential of, of that deal when they're not paying attention to what the team's doing on the ice. So uh, I, I think they're on, on so many, and, and the players being asked about it, and the coach being asked about it. Uh, it just, it takes away any 
possible distraction or as much as it can be. Um, if, if it's brought up tomorrow with Pete DeBoer before the game against Colorado, all he has to say is, I, I heard what Kelly McCrimmon had to say. It's not going to happen. And it ends it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yep. and uh, Kelly McCrimmon holds his cards very closely. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. For him to come out today and offer that statement is significant. And that tells me everything there is to know about the report that the Golden Knights had explored. And uh, it's funny, it was like broken telephone. Uh, the, the report became uh, like tenfold into the seriousness of, of any type of connection or, or negotiations. Uh, but it's, it's done now. It's not going to happen. And at this point, there's no reason for it to happen until we know otherwise when it comes to, to Robin Leonard's physical condition. Yeah, buddy, I'm right there with you. By the way, Jack Eichel makes his debut tomorrow. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Jack Eichel's going to make his debut, and uh, there'll be there'll be conversations about what occurred today on, on the report and social media, but let's not lose uh, the sight of that, that the, the, the best player, the best skater to play for the Vegas Golden Knights is going to make his debut tomorrow night, and we're just outside of 24 hours uh, from that. And I can't wait. Uh, we'll we'll revisit this uh, a little bit uh, as there's a couple more layers that we can touch on regarding what's going on around the Golden Knights, but also uh, want to get into some other uh, happenings around the National Hockey League. The play of the day is coming up and uh, news notes with one-timers. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Cheeky guy back there, Chris Chapman, playing that. Uh, tonight's schedule in the National Hockey League features the Edmonton Oilers against the L.A. Kings. We'll be watching that one closely. Columbus Blue Jackets in Calgary to face the Flames. And underway, Senators Blues, one nothing Blues. Flyers Penguins tied up at one. Sidney Crosby going for his uh, 500th goal again. Did he get it? Not yet. <laughs> Islanders against the Sabres, uh, 1-1. Uh, Lightning, Devils, 1-1. All these are early. Uh, Bruins, Rangers. Rangers haven't played for like a month and a half. Uh, Washington, Nashville. People are panicking in Washington. There's a lot of concern about uh, the fans in Washington. And the Colorado Avalanche hosts the Dallas Stars. Colorado at T-Mobile Arena tomorrow night to face the Vegas Golden Knights in Jack Eichel's debut. I, I, love, I love the fact that Eichel's debut comes against... Colorado and not against Montreal or Arizona or Detroit teams that are on the bottom part or Ottawa. I, I, I think it's, it's awesome that he launches straight into it tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, you, you, there's, there's something to be said about the moment, right? Like, and, and we've kind of discussed Jack Eichel. We've heard, um, kind of the the idea that the bigger the game, the better he plays, right? And and when you talk about 
um, national television. You talk about two of the best teams right now in the Western Conference, certainly one of the best teams in the league, hottest teams in the league right now in the Colorado Avalanche. All of those add up to uh, a night fitting of a debut for Jack Eichel, and I think that to me is is really the icing on the cake, is that you're going to get a, a damn good hockey game and the debut of a top-10 player uh, in the league in Jack Eichel for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, there's, there's times more often than not where there's a significant story that you're excited about and mm-hmm. y- you may have three shows, two shows, four shows to talk about it. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, let's just go. Let's, let's get this <laughs> thing going. I, I could do a week's worth of shows talking about the debut of, of Jack Eichel and how excited I am and what I'm looking forward to. And it, it feels like every time we break down his skill set, uh, there's another angle to it. And I'm going to throw one more at you. And this is going to be for tomorrow night's show. Uh, let's compile, because I've, I've stated over and over again, Jack Eichel is a top 10 player in the National Hockey League. Yeah. So I want to put together the top 10 players in the NHL as assembled by the VGK Insider Show. That's what we're going to do tonight. And tomorrow we're okay. going to going to present it to to the listeners, because what that will do it will show you the type of player that Jack Eichel is, and who his peers are. But it will also generate the anytime you do a list, like a top five, top ten, mm-hmm. people aren't as worried about the top five or top ten. What do they instantly go to, Chapman? I always go to who's number one. And who's number ten? And who's not on the top well, ten? Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. Who who gets I snubbed? I took a chance with that. The Chapman and I were on the same page. I threw it at him at the last second. That's my bad. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that's I mean, my bad. People, people, people will will say, "Oh, I can't believe that you have that guy at number 10. Good point. Yeah. Well, but they, anytime you do a like a top one hundred players of all time, why wasn't this person? Yeah, nobody's in that list. Nobody's arguing about who's number thirty three on no. that list. So tomorrow, what we will illustrate when we compile this top 10 players in the National Hockey League, of which there's nine others, including Jack Eichel, plus Jack Eichel. Mm -hmm. People are going to go, why wasn't that player on the list? Because that player is really good. You know what we're going to be able to say is? Because Jack Eichel's better. That That will give you a little bit of perspective in how great of a player we're going to begin watching in a Vegas Golden Knights uniform tomorrow night in Jack. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a fun experiment. And, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, when you start to really think about what top 10 in the league means, yeah. you, you start to really compile a clear idea of the type of the, the type of dynamics that player can bring to a lineup, regardless of, you know, who's surrounding them. Like, they have the potential to break games wide open. They have the potential to do things that other people simply cannot do. And we're not talking about just any ordinary people. We're talking about the 1% that make it to the NHL, the elite of the elite of the elite. And, you know, when you when you start to break it down into top 10, that bracket, it's, it's just astounding the level of talent and creativity that you get with that type of player. So you've got Connors, you've got Leons, Matthews, Ovechkins, Kucherovs. Those are like no-brainers. 
Uh, is Ovi still a top 10 player in the National Hockey League? I'd say he is uh, on, on my list. We'll compile it uh, as, as a group on the VGK Insider Show. How many defensemen are involved in the top 10 players in the National Hockey League? Is it Kale McCarr, who will play tomorrow night uh, in there? Is it Nate McKinnon? Uh, that's, that's the type of list. And Jack Eichel is part of the top 10 in the Hockey League. Now, who's not? And that that is going to be uh, really impressive. And we're, we're talking individual players. Top 10 individual players uh, in the National Hockey League. You're going to have it uh, in the form of the Vegas Golden Knights. Mention the Calgary Flames in action tonight. It's a big game. Big game for Vegas, Ryan. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, the Calgary Flames um, it, it are are right on the heels of the Vegas Golden Knights, but tomorrow night for Vegas against Colorado, like this is a game that that matters. Like for the Golden Knights, you you have a Calgary team that's on your heels. You have a Calgary team that is pushing at the top of the division. And for the Golden Knights, it's about winning hockey games and you know getting used to what the next month's going to look like without Mark Stone integrating Jack Eichel. Uh, you you want to be able to to give Jack the the time that he needs to get comfortable. But at the same time, you got to pick up two points, and and that's what you know is really going to be on the minds of the Vegas Golden Knights as they go into the game tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche, winning that hockey game, collecting two points. Standings as of right now, Vegas Golden Knights leading the Pacific Division with 59 points. Calgary is one back. Yeah. Not knocking in the right. Vegas could be potentially second place, which adds even more urgency. Not just the unveiling of, of Jack Eichel, but urgency when it comes to being in first place. Plus, I always like to say, like, the Golden Knights have been in first place for 192 days when, <laughs> when, when I'm doing the TV show. And, and Calgary, even for a day, surpassing that gets in the, gets in the way of that. Uh, the LA Kings, uh, they're, they're right there, too. I mean, that's LA and Calgary meeting tonight. In a, in a very important game, Calgary with 55 points. And then you've got the, the wild card teams in St. Louis and uh, in the Central Division, it's Colorado, Minnesota, and Nashville. That's a four-team you know, race it, right now in the, in, the, uh, in the Central because St. Louis is only a point back of the Nashville Predators yeah. for the three seed. And it's a bit impressive what St. Louis has been able to do because their number one mm-hmm. goaltender has gone into uh, a real slump. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because it feels like the Golden Obviously, the Golden Knights haven't played in a minute. We're, we're looking at seven days uh, for, by, by tomorrow. But, you know, that all being said, like the standings in the Pacific Division, they could look pretty different. As you mentioned, the Calgary Flames, they'll play tonight. Uh, they've got Columbus. If they end up winning that game or getting a point out of that game because they've got two games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights, they would be first in the Pacific Division. And then you, you talk about big-time games that don't involve Calgary and Vegas, uh, it's L.A. and Edmonton. They play tonight, and, you know, if the Edmonton Oilers can find another victory, then they pull dead even with the L.A. Kings. Like, that that's something that you, you got to keep an eye on, too. So, you know, the Pacific Division, to me, I think we can talk about, you know, where, where all these teams are, but the race in the Pacific Division, who's going to finish 1-2-3, what that is going to look like, like that's the most fascinating thing to, to keep an eye on here in the second half because you've got a lot of teams that are, are in the mix right now in the Pacific Division, um, and it's going to be a fun race down the stretch. The wild card race, the race for top three in the Central, and the race for first in the Pacific. 
really, it's totally different than the East right now. <laughs> Where you, you've, yeah, got a good, you've got a good battle for first in the Atlantic, and you've got a, 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 a just a, a three-team race for top spot in the Metro. But as far as the, the top eight are concerned, it's it's a lock. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're you're looking at you're you're looking at seeding right now, right? Like you're looking at who's going to play where, but the teams are essentially already established. I I don't think that any any of us see anything um, enough in the Detroit Red Wings in the second half that's going to give them uh, a chance to really push the Boston Bruins. Uh, the New York Islanders are are too far out at this stage of the season to to really make a push. So, you know, for me, you you have eight teams kind of established. Now it's all about who they're going to play and how the final seeding is going to to work itself out. But, I mean, every day in the Western Conference, you might have teams coming in and out of the wild card spot and teams coming in and out of the top three in the divisions. That's that's fun. That's exciting to keep an eye on down the stretch. Edmonton Anaheim battling for inclusion in the Stanley Cup uh, playoff race in the Western Conference, at least in a playoff position. And then you have uh, the the real situation for uh, the top spot in the Pacific Division. Vegas has been there for a while right now, but they're getting some uh, some attention from the Calgary Flames and, and then the LA Kings and company. When we continue, we've got the play of the day. We've also got some sound to play for you from today's uh, press conference involving uh, Pete DeBoer. Uh, we'll also look forward to Jack Eichel's return in a couple of different angles. And news and notes from around the National Hockey League uh, as we bring you one-timers. The VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. That was the uh, commercial break where it was all about trying to assemble our consensus top 10 on the VGK Insider Show. Tomorrow we're going to bring you the top 10 players in the National Hockey League. I have been adamant that Jack Eichel is a top 10 player that the Golden Knights are adding to their arsenal tomorrow night. We are going to bring you those top 10 players as voted on by the VGK Insider Show and you'll be able to be able to relate to where Jack Eichel fits in the National Hockey League, and also be able to go, oh, he, you guys consider him better than that player, that player, that player? Just a little bit of uh, perspective uh, going into uh, his debut for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche. Time for the play of the day, which comes courtesy of a Minnesota Wild player. And the biggest uh, surprise about this is it's not Kirill Kaprizov. How about Matt Boldy and his hat trick? Ahead to Goudreau. Goudreau in with a little space. Fiala to Boldy. Cuts back to the middle. Score! Draws the Detroit defender. That stall. Great defensive defenseman. Freezes him. Backhand brings it to the forehand. Zuccarello looking. Red Wings very timid on the pile. Boldy kill and Boldy with the redirect. Ties it for Kaprizov moving through, not traditional. Spurgeon dipping down to the back door. They're just trying to get things sorted out on who's trying to cover who. Goes to Zuccarello. Sends it back for Spurgeon. Down low, Boldy! Save Nadalkovic, rebound and score! How about the smile? Now watch this redirection again. He's off the side of the net. 
Not a shot. Holds the blade. That is Matt Boldy, his first NHL hat trick as the Minnesota Wild drilled the Detroit Red Wings 7-4 last night. The 20-year-old had a four-point game in that one. So they told him a while ago, hey, Matt, you're up here. You've been playing pretty well. You're going to be here for the rest of the year. He's a point-per-game player uh, as he embarks on the early stages of his National Hockey League career. Uh, Very impressive uh, what he's been able to do with 14 points in 13 games. Yeah, I mean he's he's been kind of the that that spark uh, from a a player that's on an entry level contract that the Minnesota Wild are going to need not just this season but over the next couple of seasons when the uh, when the dead cap uh, space kind of really amps up in, in the Zach Parise and Ryan Suter buyouts. So uh, you get this type of production from Matt Boldy. You hope that he can continue to improve and continue to get better. Uh, but you're, you can't really ask for much more right now. Seven goals, seven assists, 14 points in 13 games, uh, a hat trick and an assist, a four point night the other night for Matt Boldy. Uh, take a bow, have fun with it, enjoy it and keep getting better. I can't believe how many good young, like when I say young, I mean like guys who are barely out of high school, young, Good players there are in this league. Jack Hughes, obviously Matt Boldy now, uh, Trevor Zegras. It, it, it's just my, the game is in really good shape going forward because there's so many good young players coming through the mm-hmm. pipeline, and and this is just another one of them. I wonder if Matt Boldy, Trevor Zegras, Jack Hughes are considered top 10 players as voted on by the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. That list is coming your way tomorrow. Uh, when we continue, our number two will focus on the debut of Jack Eichel, For the Vegas Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche and news and notes from around the National Hockey League, a one-timer for you that will make a little history, and it just happened. An updated uh, one-timer list as we broadcast from the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. It's the VGK Insider Show.